0: The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carla Swanigan Ministries. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how He truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I'm so glad you're joining us on the show today. I am Carla Swanigan, and today on the show, we are going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite topics, which is prayer. I love to talk about prayer because I love to pray. And I think there's so many like directions we could go just with the topic of prayer, but and knowing me, I'll probably hit a bunch of them. (laughs) I'll be all over the place because it's a topic that I love to talk about. And there's just so much to say, but honestly, to me, prayer is really the ultimate example of our intimacy with the father. I believe that prayer is a conversation I don't think that you have to use fancy words or, you know, talk really loud or any of the other things that sometimes, you know, we as believers have modeled as the example of prayer. I think that there can be silent prayer. I think there can be, um, you know, really emotional, passionate prayer. But for me, my biggest thing about prayer is I feel like it's an ongoing conversation with the Lord. You know, it's just me talking to him and hopefully I'm listening as he talks back to me through his spirit. And I think it's so important because like I said, it really, um, it's really a perfect picture of intimacy. I really believe it's what our relationship with the Lord is supposed to be about. He created us to partner with him. You know, I always say this, it's not like he wanted robots. He gave us free will so that we could partner with him in bringing heaven to earth. And that's why he lets us make our own choices and make decisions. And it's all about relationship with him. That's what we talk about on the show every week. That's why the show is named scandalous grace. It's all about the grace of God in our lives to, to give us what we don't deserve that favor on our lives. But it's also about having, he wanted relationship with us. You guys, he didn't create us just to follow a bunch of commandments or rules and, um, you know, go out and, and bring everybody into the kingdom. That's part of it, but that's not why we were created. He wanted a relationship with us and that's what it's all about. And to me, that's why prayer is so important. That's what prayer is all about. So I wanted us today to talk about some, you know, some things about prayer and also get in the word a little bit and see what the, the, the word of God tells us about prayer, why we should pray, what we should pray, when we should pray. And also even the very words of Jesus about prayer, whenever Jesus says something in the Bible, I, I always pay attention, but when it's Jesus saying it, I'm just like, Oh, that's the Lord's special attention. Cause I want to be like Jesus and I want to hear what he has to say. So we're going to cover a bunch of that today in the show. So first of all, you know, what is prayer? We talked about that a little bit just now. Prayer is a conversation with God. It's pouring your heart out in a really um, authentic way. I think that's really important, you know? when you're talking to the Lord, when you're having conversation with him, when you're praying to the Lord, be your authentic self. He already knows what you're thinking or feeling anyway. So it doesn't do anybody any good, especially you. You're not doing the Lord any favors by keeping it clean or keeping it, you know, what you think he wants to hear from you. Um, just pour your heart out. You know, David did that a lot in the Psalms. Um, one of my favorite Psalms is the one where he talks about, he's like, you know, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. And he starts like telling his body and his spirit and his feelings, his emotions, like, Hey, get in line with the word of God. You don't need to be sad. You don't need to be depressed. God is good. He's going to pull us through. He's done it before he'll do it again. But there, if you get into the Psalms and you especially read the ones attributed to David, the ones that he for sure wrote. You will see that David held nothing back when he talked to the Lord, um, when he was praying, which is talking to the Lord, David, let it all out. He said, whatever he was feeling, whatever he was going through, he kept it real. He, um, at times like raised his voice. You can tell he's like yelling, you know, like, God, what is happening to me? These people are chasing me. This is horrible. You know, um, I do that sometimes with the Lord. I don't know if you've ever done that, but when I'm going through something hard, I'm like, listen, God, you know, heads up. Today is a hard day and this sucks. You know, I'll just flat out tell the Lord this is terrible. This stinks. I hate it. Please make this stop. And I think that's so important in keeping it real with the Lord and the power of prayer. If we want our power our prayers to be powerful, I think the starting place is keeping it real in our prayers. And and telling the Lord exactly how we're feeling and what we're going through. Um I think when we try to cover up um how we really feel about a situation and we try to say what we think the Lord wants us to say. Like I've been what I've done in the past and I don't know about you. I, uh, man, I've been guilty of this. I will jump into, you know, be a good girl performance mode for the Lord. I'll be scared that he's going to think that I'm a bad daughter or I'm weak, you know, like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not being mature in the Lord because I'm having such a hard day and I'm feeling all these emotions and I'm I'm feeling fear and I'm feeling discouragement and that's not true. You guys, I don't think God looks down and is like, Oh, she's bad daughter, bad Christian, bad believer. You know, she doesn't get her a plus for the day. He sees us through the eyes of Jesus. And on top of that, let me just remind you, Jesus walked this earth and he suffered everything and went through everything we could possibly go through. And he didn't sin in that. He was perfect and righteous in every way, but he still felt it all. He was perfectly God and perfectly human. He was fully God and fully a man. And so he knows what it's like to feel discouragement. He knows what it's like to, to be sad. He probably knows what it's like to be afraid. Like he knows everything that we feel. And so he can totally relate to you. And that scripture that, that in the word that talks about, you know, we have an advocate constantly at the right hand of God, speaking to God on our behalf, um, fighting for us, going before God, on our behalf because he knows what it's like to be on this earth and be human. So you don't have to pretend with the Lord. That's one of the first things I want to say to you about the power of prayer and the importance of prayer. Please be real with him. That's what he wants. He sees it anyway. And he wants to have a conversation with you. He wants to meet you right where you're at. That's who he is. That's another thing that makes God so good. And Jesus. So awesome. You know, a friend just reminded me this morning that the Holy spirit is there to be our comforter. And they were praying for me and they're like, Holy Spirit, come and comfort my friend. And that's another part of prayer. When you reach out and ask the Lord for help and you're authentic with him in your prayer and you're t- telling him the truth and talking about what you're going through, it opens the door. It makes you know the Holy Spirit instantly available to you and those ministering angels that are assigned to you to minister to you in your hour of need and exactly what you need God for. Um, one of my favorite verses about prayer is found in Philippians chapter four, verse six, and it says this in the NIV, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And I love that. It's like straight up saying right there, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you need, don't worry and like freak out about it. Instead, talk to God about it. That is so important. And that's an awesome thing about prayer. I want to read it to you guys. That was from the NIV, but I want to read it in my favorite translation, the Passion Translation. Philippians chapter four, verse six, again, through the Passion. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. And I love this translation version so much because it says right there, um, be saturated in prayer throughout each day. And that's what I was talking to you guys about earlier in the beginning of the show is really prayer is a conversation. And for me, like it's an ongoing conversation and I feel that peace and I feel that joy and I feel that presence of the Lord when I keep it as an ongoing conversation and I can tell when I'm not doing it, you guys, when I'm getting into anxious thoughts and like anxiety and, and worry and fear, um, and, co- and then confusion like comes all that stuff. I can tell because I lose that piece. And when I've lost that piece, I have to stop and ask myself, wait a minute. I must've stepped out of conversation with the Lord because he wouldn't be talking to me about this stuff. He wouldn't be talking to me this way. I wouldn't be feeling this way if I was giving all that to him. So somewhere throughout the day, I stepped out of conversation with the Lord and I started listening to a different voice, a voice of fear or a voice of worry or anxiety. And so that's how I know Oh, I got to get back in my conversation with the Lord. we were in the middle of something and we need to go back to that. You know, my oldest son, Zachary Matthew, he teases me all the time. Um, he said he likes to tell the story to his friends. Um, one time we were, gosh, it was right after I came back to the Lord years ago and we were driving in the parking lot. I think it was Walmart or something. We were Christmas shopping. It was snowing. It was cold. The weather was horrible and, um, we were driving around and he was always teasing me about, you know, are you in the middle of a prayer? Like, are you talking to God? Or are you talking to me? Like what's happening? And my, my assistant Rachel's always like, are you talking to me or are you talking to the Lord? So we, she always teases me about that too. But Zachary had been like joking with me about that. And we're driving through this Walmart parking lot in the snow, trying to get in and, and do Christmas shopping. I think it was, and you know, I'm in a huge hurry and I'm just like, Oh Lord Jesus. Like I need a parking spot right now. Lord, I just. Lord, I need favor for a good parking spot. I need something close so I can get in and get out. Lord, you need to help a girl out. And Zachary's like, are you for serious right now praying? Are you actually asking God, the creator of the universe, who has all this stuff going on and all these important things, are you actually seriously asking for a parking space right now? And I'm like, no, I'm asking for a really good parking space right now. That's what I'm doing. Yes, you bet. Because listen, it says in the word that he cares about every detail of our lives. Right. And so I'm like, okay, if he cares about every detail, I am asking for the parking spot. I don't care. I don't think that bothers him. I'm totally doing it. And so that's what I did. And as soon as we got through that conversation and I was like, yeah, I'm totally doing that. I'm asking, um, this front row parking space, the very first spot right in front of the store opened up. And Zach was like, unbelievable. I can't, gosh, that's ridiculous. Mom, you're so crazy. And I was like, that's the goodness of the Lord, honey. There you go. And so I felt so validated. But anyway, I just think that, you know, God's so cool that he doesn't care if it's like a big thing, like, hey, God, heal my body, please. Or um, help me with my finances. Help me pay my bills. Or if it's like, hey, I'm in a big hurry and it's snowing outside. And I'm super cold. Can you please help me get a good parking spot? I think that's the, the coolness of God that he cares about every single detail of our lives. And so I just want to remind you guys of that, too. There's nothing too big or too small to ask the Lord for, you know, he really does care about everything. I want to talk about another thing is, you know, when I say we should pray for everything. Another thing that we need to keep in mind is if he sees it all and he knows it all, doesn't he want you to talk to him about it? No matter what it is. And a lot of times I think we keep those hard things or those, not just the little things, like I was joking about the parking spot. He cares about that too. But those hard things, those big things that sometimes are almost too difficult to talk about. Like we're scared that if we bring it up to the Lord, that that's going to make it even more real. And I just want to say to you from personal experience, no judgment at all whatsoever. But if you're dealing with it, like the Lord already knows about it. Like it's no surprise to him and you keeping it hidden from the Lord and not taking it to him in prayer is not something that makes it stay small and not important in your life. It actually keeps it hidden and huge and like hidden in the dark shadows. You know, it makes it bigger than it actually is. So it's so important to even the hard things that you're scared to talk to him about. You guys, I cannot emphasize enough. Those are the very things that he wants to talk to you about. Those are the very things that he wants to bring you comfort and clarity and wisdom and discernment and all the things that we read about in the word. The Lord wants to do that for you. But you got to talk to him about it. You know, you got, he's in a partnership with you. It's a relationship. He is right now, whatever that is, that's coming to your mind. As I'm saying this, he would love it. If you would just stop and talk to him about it and not let it be a hidden place of fear or discouragement or depression or anxiety anymore. He really wants to bring it. I don't know, to a place of like truth in your life. You'll be amazed at what God will do when you start talking to him about it. You'll be amazed at the peace you get and the answers that you get. You're like, oh, wait, maybe I should do this. I never thought of that before. And that's because the Lord is right there helping you, walking you through that. So give those things to him as well. You guys don't just do the small things. Don't do the obvious things. Do those hard things too. talk to him about it. He's there waiting for you. You know, it says in first Thessalonians 517 that we should always pray without ceasing. And that's part of that conversational prayer, but it's also top of mind things. You know, whatever is going on in your life, he wants to hear about it. He wants to hear from you about it. He wants to talk to you about it. Um, you know, he's our good father. He cares about everything going on in our life. And it tells us in Psalms 34, when his kids cry out for help, the Lord hears it and he delivers them from all of their troubles. And it tells us in Colossians four two, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. You know, Jesus modeled for us in Luke. I believe it's Luke chapter 11, Matthew chapter six. He modeled for us. The disciples even ask him, you know, how should we pray? And Jesus tells them exactly how to do it. So I'm going to read it in the book of Luke. Chapter 11. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke and we will see what Jesus said. Like I said earlier, I love hearing examples of how Jesus did it because, you know, he was the real deal. He was fully God and fully human, like we talked about. But at the same time, you know, when Jesus is going through something or when Jesus is struggling with something, like he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's like, Father, you know, what do you do? What's the first thing he did? He went and prayed. And he's like, Father, you know, not your, not my will, but yours be done. And if this cup can pass for me, please take it, but not my will, yours be done. So even when he was having a hard time, he prayed and asked God for help. And so we should do the same. So if you've got your Bibles ready, we're in Luke chapter 11, verse one. One day as Jesus was in prayer, one of his disciples came over to him as he finished and said, would you teach us a model prayer that we can pray just like John did for his disciples? So Jesus taught them this prayer our heavenly father, may the glory of your name be the center on which our life turns. May your Holy spirit come upon us and cleanse us, manifest your kingdom on earth and give us our needed bread for the coming day. Forgive our sins. As we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us and rescue us every time we face tribulations. I love that so much. You know, um, that's the passion translation again. I know we've heard it other ways, but, um, that's the Lord's prayer. That's the one the way he told us how to pray. And what I love about that is that Jesus says, our father, he doesn't say my father or he does. I mean, he says our father cause we're all his kids. Jesus makes it clear that we're all part of his family. And I heard, um, Jonathan Helser teach recently and he and his wife, um, have this awesome ministry called the 18 inch journey from the head to the heart. And you can check them out online. It's the 18 inch but he's also a worship leader. He's with Bethel Music, I believe. And um he's just written some beautiful songs, no longer slaves to fear. That song is written by him if you've heard that. Um, he just has a lot of great wisdom. And I heard him teaching recently, and he was talking about how that prayer models to us that God designed us to be in family, to be in community. And even our very prayer to him, the one that Jesus models, starts out with the words, our Father, to remind us that we're his kids. And when you go to your dad or your mom for something, you go to them like unabashedly, you go full of faith that whatever you ask them for, especially if it's something that you need like food and water, that they're going to take care of you. And you can also go to them with your Christmas list and your birthday list and all these other things. And because they're your parents and they love you and care about you, they're going to, they're going to listen and they're going to do what they can to give you what you want, what you need. And how much more great is our God? that he would do even more than that. And that we're, Jesus teaches us in that verse in chapter 11, that we're to call him our father. And I love that you guys. So keep that in mind when you're praying, like you're not praying to some faraway God, you know, some distant God that's just watching you to see if you're following all the rules and you're doing everything right. Jesus told us we're supposed to pray our father, you know? And if Jesus did it, We're for sure supposed to do it, right? I love that as well. So keep all of that in mind. Another time and another way that, you know, I want to remind you about prayer is intercession. And if you've never heard of that, you don't know what that means. Basically, all that means is praying for other people. You know, you're interceding for them. You're going before the throne. You're going to father, you're going to Abba God. And you're saying, hey, Lord, you know, help my friend, Susan, you know, she's going through a really hard time. She's having a bad day. She's got all this stuff going on in her family and her finances are really tight. She really needs a breakthrough. She needs your help, God. I really I'm just asking you to show up for her today, bring her some encouragement. That's the an example, a basic example right there of intercession and what that's all about. But you guys, I want you to know intercession is super powerful. It's one of the most powerful things you can do. Um for me, like I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but um have you ever been, you know, going through a really hard time? And somebody comes up to you and they're like, Hey, you know, by the way, God's really had you on my heart lately. And you're like, what? And you're like, yeah, I mean, um, whenever I'm talking to the Lord or I'm in prayer, he'll just bring your face to my mind. And, um, I've just really been praying for you. I don't know what you're going through or what's going on, but I've just been really praying, um, encouragement for you and God's protection for you. And, um, you know, I don't know if you need healing, but I've just been covering your body and, and just whatever's going on in your life. God just keeps reminding me to pray for you. And I don't know about you guys, but when that's happened to me, when I realized that God's had me on somebody else's heart, they've been literally going before God on my behalf, interceding for me. That just, oh my gosh, that blesses me so much. I mean, it makes me feel so seen by God, you know, and so loved and treasured and valued by him that he would actually take somebody else's, the time out of their day to pray for me. And so... Doesn't that just remind you of how awesome God is? Again, it just brings you back to that place of intimacy with him and relationship with him and that he is so good that he's going to have other people praying with you. And again, that comes back to that partnership for us to bring heaven to earth. And it works both ways. How many times have you been driving down the road and somebody just keeps coming to your mind? And then you see that person later and they start telling you what they've been going through and you're like, oh my gosh, that's why the Lord kept bringing you to my mind. And I didn't even realize it but he was trying to get me to pray for you because you're going through something hard. One of the greatest gifts we can give to our friends and our loved ones, you guys is to keep them lifted up in prayer. And sometimes it'll be somebody you don't even hardly know. There's been many times that the Lord's called me to pray for and intercede for other people, um, that I don't even hardly know, you know, like, um, maybe it's a leader, a famous leader or a politician or a church leader or even, um, somebody, a lot of times he'll do it with me with celebrities. You know, I'll be, um, in the grocery store and I'll see like a magazine cover, like people magazine or something, and I'll see a celebrity on there. And I'll really feel like the Lord is putting it on my heart to pray for that person. So I'll just start by saying, Lord, I don't know if they're saved. I don't know if they know you as their savior. So I just pray for their salvation. Lord, I pray that you protect them. I pray that you bless them. Their career, God, I pray that you bless their family, that you keep them safe. I'll just pray for whatever I feel like the Lord's putting on my heart. And if I don't have specifics, I'll just pray the basics. But I can't tell you, Lord, uh, Lord I can't tell you guys how powerful that is to let the Lord put somebody on your mind and on your heart. And then in turn, you pray for that person. It's so powerful because I know how it ministers to me and affects me when I find out that that other people have been praying for me family members or maybe even social acquaintances that I hardly know I'll get a Facebook message or I'll get an email, my minister email like, Hey, God's really put you on my heart. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your ministry. And that blesses me. You guys to know that God sees me. It's so encouraging when I get some kind of note like that. So I encourage you to pray for other people. And also I'll, I'll pray and say, Lord, you know, put me on people's heart to pray for me. You know what I need, Lord. And so that's another way. And don't forget you guys, that it also tells us in the word to pray in the spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit pray in your prayer language. If you don't have your prayer language and you want your prayer language, it tells us in Romans eight twenty six. it says that the spirit helps us in our weakness for when we don't know what to pray, the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So that's Holy Spirit prayer. So if you don't have your prayer language, pray and ask the Lord to give you that pray in your prayer language. If you have it, because you never know what's going on and behind the scenes in the spirit that we can't see that the Lord wants to put on your heart to pray about. So keep that in mind as well. You guys, the other thing I can tell you is there's nothing that you can pray about too much. You know, it tells us in the word to pray without ceasing. It tells us in Luke nine chapter Luke 11, chapter nine as well. I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you. And there's another verse that says knocking, keep knocking, ask and keep asking. So if there's something you've been praying for, for a really long time, don't give up, keep praying. I have stuff in my life. We've talked about that before. Um, there's a lot of stuff in my life that, that God still has me praying for that. I'm believing him for that. I haven't seen yet. So just keep all of that in mind. You guys prayer is so powerful. It's all about partnering with the Lord. It's all about bringing heaven to earth in your own life when you're praying for yourself and in the lives of those that you love and care about your friends and family around you. Prayer is more powerful than I think we realize. And I want to pray for you guys before we close, God, I pray that you would help everybody come closer to you through prayer. Lord, show them how to pray, put it on their heart. What you would have them pray, Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty way, God, and that it would be an intimate, ongoing conversation with you, that you would take away all the religious stigmas of prayer and you would just bring truth In the mighty and holy name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Thanks you guys so much for listening. I would love to hear from you. Please email me at grace at carloswanigan.com. And let me know how God's moving on, in your life through the show. We would really appreciate your donations to keep the show going. This is a ministry outreach, and, and we need your financial help as well. So please prayerfully consider that. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in today, today. And remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus.
0: We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Wanagan. Please go to carlaswanagan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Wanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series, Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanagan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan.